have to be your biggest fan. And when things are really tough and they're really rough and nothing's working, but there's something inside of you that says, I just have to follow that. Because you don't know who you're going to be, who you're going to be, who you're going to be. Testing one, mic check two. Really appreciate everybody for tuning in. Time is my enemy, but time is also my friend. Don't forget to share this thing. Let your friend, neighbor, foe know where to go when they want to tune in to Cowboy Sports Talk and Beyond. Go Cowboy Nation. Appreciate everybody for tuning in. My name is Law Nation, L A W Nation. And we're gonna get this thing going the best way possible, right? Yeah. Let's go. You don't know who you're gonna meet. Yeah, that's right, Cowboy Nation. Let's keep our mind together and uh, let's go. Let's get this thing going. <laughs> Wake up, everybody. If I'm up, you guys should be up, right? Let me know if my audio is clear. Let me know if you guys can hear me. Thomas, shout out to you. Uh, shout out to everybody. Thomas, relative, right? You know, it might be late where you at. It's early where somebody else is at, right? Uh, draft time for your mind is here, right? Uh, we got to start looking into the draft. We got to start looking into everything from A to Z. And on top of that, Cowboy Nation, this is the only time that I'm free. Boy, I've been working hard today, and it's been one of those long, long, long days. And I said, man, what about a good nightcap to talk to you all about everything? And uh, did you guys get a chance to see 
or hear Jerry Wayne Jones this morning on 105.3 The Fan. Hey, he said we got the world's record, right, in the pandemic as it relates to uh, attendance record. And, you know, it got up under his skin a little bit about that when uh, the host of the show that morning asked him, hey, some of the fans, some of the people, everybody from left to right is saying that, hey, you more caring about the money, the remunerations uh, for the nation opposed to winning. And it got up under his skin just a little bit. He kind of quivered a little bit. He probably put the phone on mute, sneezed and coughed and you know, all of that good stuff. Uh, Danny, appreciate you. Mendoza, appreciate you for tuning in. I hope you get some free agents uh, tired of relying on draft pick. Like, <clears throat> I broke it down on my earlier video when I was free early, early this morning. Um, I, I broke it down. as phases to the draft. And, and a lot of people look at the draft and seeing it from what it is now. But it's phases to it. Oh, what are the phases? Well, you got this phase. You got the free agency period before the draft, but before the free agency period, you also got the, the ability to retain said players that's already on your team. So you got that part of the cookie. Then you have the free agency, right? And then you have the draft because the free agency can change your need versus want value, right? So then from there, you got the draft. You know how that thing goes. A lot of teams going to draft somebody, and they're going to look at it and say to themselves, oh, I no longer need this person. And then you see the release 99. <laughs> they released a veteran guy or they release a person that they're not high on because they drafted somebody thinking that that person is going to fill that void spot. And now you have somebody on the street or you have one of the players that's in their feelings and they request to be released. You see how that goes, right? So there's, there's how this whole thing goes. And what we did, ladies and gentlemen, last year, last season, before the draft or what have you, I think we didn't play in that game. We, we didn't participate in day one of the free agency. I could be wrong. It could be somebody we, we looked at in day two, day three. I could be wrong. My mind slipped me, you know, on this. But I don't think that we danced around with that grenade, right? And, and the craziest thing about a grenade, when you see it on the ground, either you're going to jump on it so it won't explode and blow you up, or you're going to run like hell to get away from it, right? And what we do is we see the grenades and we just run. You know, we're not going to play with that booger bear. We're not going to play with those, uh, those free agency guys because I truly believe in the hearts of hearts. <laughs> I love saying it that way, in the hearts of hearts that uh, we kind of look at it and we would say to ourselves, nah, we ain't going to get burned. No, 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 we snake bitten. Shout out to you, Akeem. Really appreciate you. He says, Law, my brother from another mother. Really appreciate you, man. First three rounds, I will go defense. This is from Larry22. I'm glad that he mentioned that. First three rounds, he would go defense. But that's predicated upon what we do in the free agency and what we do with players that we already have on our team. Case in point of what I'm talking about is phases to it. So from right now, we can look at it and say, man, we should go defense, defense. But it's depending on what we do in free agency, period. And it's before the draft. That's what I'm saying. And um, a lot of things with this draft is going to be predicated upon what the Joneses do with Rain Dakota Prescott. We can have our high loves and, and adulations on 
uh, Dakota Prescott. And uh, like my old sales manager would say when I was working for that company, it's all good, law. Sounds great. But where the ink at on the paper? Meaning that where is the cash at hand? Where is the sign sealed and delivered? Because you can tell a lie for so long. And I'm not saying that the Joneses are lying, but you can forecast something for so long. You can tell people your visions for so long. But until it comes into full light, tangible, then we don't have no deal on the table. Look, the craziest thing of it all, right? Right before the deadline for your mind happened. Shout out to you, Wiggle Bell. Right before the deadline happened. They said, oh, we had the deal at hand. Everybody agreed on it, but the time expired. Let me repeat. We had the deal right in hand. Everyone agreed on it, but the time expired, meaning that Dak Prescott Camp and Jerry Wayne Jones Company agreed on something, but they said the time expired. Well, if that's the case in the scenario, then all you have to do is move a few commas here or a few, you know, dates and change it up now. And Dak Prescott contract, dare I say, should be signed, right? Should be already, uh, the, the, the ink should be drying on the paper. But to lie to kick it, you would say, oh, yeah, we had the deal, but it didn't go through. And that's just my observation. I could be a million percent wrong, right? <laughs> but why would you say it? Right, that's right, Michael. Shout out to you, Jay. We need uh, Zach Martin, who can play any position on that line. Yeah, everybody needed Zach Martin. Jeez, everybody need one of those dogs, right? <laughs> that's an understatement right there. Um, really appreciate everybody. I know it's, it's an unauthorized uh, time for most people. And shout out to those that's watching my uh, YouTube. I'm, I'm trying to put it, pull it up so I can see the comments. Uh, William, appreciate you. you. You build a championship football team with the offense and defensive line first. This is from William. But you also build a championship is right now. Every move that every move you got, you got to be calculated. Oh, I forgot to put my time up here. I, I, just bear with me right quick. Bam, slide this over. It's my, my time ticker on top so I won't go over the time. Uh, <clears throat> so we got to figure that out, Cowboy Nation. We really got to look at it and say, I cool. We got to figure this out, all right? So during the offseason is where you earn your keep. And Jerry Jones admitted earlier saying, okay, hey, two tears in a bucket. I oversaw or I overshot myself with the aspect of looking at it like, okay, I can dance with this new defensive philosophy and scheme and bring it in-house. And we looked at other teams and we looked at other things. Yes, they had new defensive coordinators, what a lot of people was telling me. But when we started to peel back everything, they didn't change new schemes. So that is a crazy booger bear as well. Shout out to Restream for letting me know that we hit over 100 messages. Man, I really appreciate you all. Uh, I, I don't have the full time frame to play the entire interview because I'll be stopping it. But we're going to listen in to 105.3 to fan, right? And we'll listen in to what they had to say to Jerry Jones. And I'll pause and give my interactions with it. Let's go. I'll start with the second one Let first. Let me know if y'all can hear it. Uh, and we had the benefit of seeing that ball 
uh, uh, close to the ground or on the ground. And uh, uh, my, my, my initial reaction was that it's uh, very difficult to get these things overturned. Uh, and so, uh, Slater do sounds uh, good. you know, I was uh, concerned about using the timeout as well. Uh, as it turns out, it did uh, uh, lengthen the uh, distance of the field goal. And uh, uh, having said that, I mean, it shortened the distance of the field goal. And uh, that turned out to be a critical play. Uh, we all probably had that one to do over again. The way the game turned out, how we ended up uh, 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 needing the timeouts, not needing the timeouts, uh, we could have easily burned that one and um, made that uh, difficult, more difficult. So, bottom line is that uh, uh, we always want some do-overs if uh, they look like they could have changed that outcome. But uh, generally, I'm a little uh, a little philosophical about it. He said he's a little philosophical about it. <laughs> like he said, bottom line, you know, <laughs> that's my dog, Jerry Wayne, man. All right, so he's talking about the um, do you throw the challenge flag, do you not? And then he also, they're going to talk about do you go for two or do you not? Now, nothing, all of this is much to do about nothing because regardless if we were to win that night, then we would have been really upset about the fact that the Eagles tanked and, and we would have been really upset at the Eagles. And we have to understand that this, this game is a grimish type of game. It's a dirty type of game. Uh, there's a clip out there floating around that the Eagles guy tried to go at the leg and the feet of uh, Alex Smith there and could have hurt him badly. And I don't know of the ramifications of, of what happened in that process there. But that just goes to show you that, man, this is a grimish type of league. And my thing is, I have to say this, Cowboy Nation, when we look at uh, Mike McCarthy, it's, it's not about health. It's not about, you know, did you have the offseason? Did you not have the offseason? It's all about the mental capacity. Not saying that the man is not the brightest light in the bulb, light bulb in the room or the sharpest knife in the draw. But what I'm saying is that your decisions, regardless if you had Joe Montana out there, Regardless, even if you had a young Emmett Smith in their front five, right, offensive line, would you still make the same decisions, right? Regardless of whether or not you even have, uh, uh, you know, on the defensive side of the ball, if you had a Reggie White with a Lawrence Taylor, would you be making the same decisions? That goes a long way. Is And that's my only um, problem with Mike McCarthy is his decision-making. When I started, now I did curate and put up all of the, uh, all 22 films of every single Jalen Smith tackle. I just finished it. It's finished uploading, and uh, it, I'll probably post the link. It'll be a late, 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 late night <laughs> film watching for you all if I post it. Maybe I can post it in the morning time, give you guys some rest, right? But nevertheless, your decision-making goes a long way. And just because the kid got a Ferrari doesn't mean that he knows or she knows how to drive it. He or she know how to drive it. You got to make better decisions. I tell people all the time when you when you're trying to prepare yourself for the interview. Let's say uh, Malcolm B. You're in the chat room. I appreciate you. Jonas Jackson, 420. Appreciate you. Larry, 22. All of you guys have an interview in the morning time. 
it's better to be prepared for an opportunity and not have one than to have the opportunity and not be prepared. It's wiser to go ahead and fill your car up now or the day before, opposed to waiting in the morning time saying, well, I'll go get the gas in the morning time or I'll iron out my clothes in the morning time. No, take proper care of the time that you have and go ahead. You got the interview is at nine o'clock or 10 o'clock. Go ahead, study up and be abreast to everything, but already map out, map out the location of where your interview will be at the night before or the day before. Sometimes it's best to just drive by there. There could be constructions out there at the site. So what you want to do is, collectively speaking, this is just me talking some real-life stuff to people. It's better to understand every angle and every obstacle and be prepared. Because at the end of the day, if you don't get the job, at least you say, man, I was prepared for it. I had my car already filled up with gas. I already had my suit ironed out, you know, or, or, or I had my shoes clean. Make sure, even if your shirt wrinkled a little bit, make sure your shoes are shiny. You know, that's the first support that you ever have in your life is walking, being able to walk under your feet. Make sure that your shoes are shining, right? These are just qualities of life. And if it's a certain job, you know, you can't go in there with, with, your, with, with my type of beard. You got to trim it off. You got to cut it off, cut it low. But do not do it the day before. Make sure you look okay a couple of days earlier, you know. So you won't look weird going in there looking like, oh, man, what is this dude, you know. These are things of preparations. You got to plan it ahead. So I don't see those type of uh, uh, grooves for Mike McCarthy. He may be just that guy. But time and time again, the sloppiness, the carelessness, all of those things started to show up. And you'll say to yourself, come on, you know, why are you not better prepared for these games? Why are you not better prepared for these moments? When I started to look back at everything, I looked at one of the games that stuck out like a sore thumb was the Washington-Washington team on Thanksgiving Day when we played against them. The Washington-Washington team, yet yeah, at the final score, if somebody looking at the scoreboard, they say, man, Cowboys got blown out, right? Somebody who just watched the highlights, man, the Cowboys got blown out. But we was in every inch of that game all the way into the fourth. But you decided to panic you know, you learn more about a person when the house is on fire, right? When, when the panic in the situation, when you only have $2, and let's say you have to go, go, go to that interview, and you only have $2, do you put the $2 in your belly to eat something? Or do you say, man, I'm going to put $2 worth of gas, maybe $1.50. Maybe I call Ashanika with Pookie Ray Ray and say, hey, I'm on hard times, but I got this interview, baby. Oh, Ashaniqua, Kamika, I got this interview, and I, I promise you I'll get you back <laughs> as soon as I get paid. But I, I need by 10 to put gas in my car so I can be ready for this interview. Or you can take me. You know, one of those things. Uh, Tristan Hill got a, got a noodle. Oh, Tristan. You know, who Tristan got a noodle arm? <laughs> uh, why do we uh, – this is Gabriel. What do we do with uh, Blade Jarwin? Well, right now, Blake Joran will be considered a guy that, hey, we got to see, oh, wait and see, because this is a new administration. They don't know nothing about Blake Joran that much. Their love and adulations is not as high as the previous regime. So they got to look at all of that stuff. 
Jerry, could, did they show the replay in the stadium on the Jumbotrons in time to call the challenge? Like, could Mike have seen the replays himself and not necessarily needed to rely on the replay booth? Not really. We were scrambling like hell to get some communication <laughs> to the extent you can. You know, you're really limited on being able to communicate in any way when you've got the best advantage on television. So that decision basically was from upstairs. It wasn't Mike's. He was told, no, I don't think we should challenge it, right? Well, I don't know about that. It, uh, Mike knew it was close, and uh, I thought he had uh, uh, later, I thought uh, his explanation was that he realized it was uh, 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 tight, uh, close, uh, but uh, he uh, uh, didn't see enough to uh, warrant the risk of the timeout. I buy that. We can second-guess that decision, of course, but still, uh, he, I know that his thinking was there. I think maybe you're asking me, <coughs> do I really dock him for uh, making that call at that particular time? No. My experience over the years with all coaches, all coaches that I've ever had an association with, they have ample second-guessing of their decisions, game day as well as uh, other types of decisions. And, and, Jerry, how did you feel about the extra point versus two-point decision? Mm. I'm good. I'm, I'm really good. good with that. I saw uh, <laughs> they're, they're pretty, we don't do well in the uh, red zone this year, and they're pretty tough bunch to uh, get short yardage on. All right, so he said we don't do good or well in red zone this year. I want to know when we ever did good in the red zone. Somebody help me out. Please post it down below. I want to know. Especially since this new, you know, administration is here. Or when have we ever been good? I just want to know for my own mental, you know. I digress. Overall summary of the good and the bad as you head into the off season. Well, number one, we fell far short of what I thought uh, our team would accomplish. Oh, here we go. Uh, I uh, totally... Uh, underestimated the impact in the of uh, not being with the team uh, early through uh, the spring and through the training camp uh, with the change in coaching. And if you will, especially on the defensive side of the line, mm -hmm. uh, if you will, uh, a change in technique, a change in uh, some, some uh, uh, philosophy there, uh, overall philosophy. And uh, that one's on me. I'll take that one. That well, it's on me, baby. It's on me, baby. <laughs> so he was talking about the change in overall philosophy and things like that. That's on him. Uh, he is the general manager, so he does wear that particular hat. So at least he's falling on the sword. Now, that's, that's on him, right? So it's 26 years and counting because it's on him, right? <laughs> that one should have been, uh, when we sat down, we should have said, look, uh, uh, especially as we're getting on into uh, the COVID situation and saw that we were going to be limited with our time with the team, uh, mm -hmm. then uh, uh, putting an emphasis on uh, familiarity, putting an emphasis on things that uh, players have had a lot of experience with. Now, we still, especially on the defensive side of the ball, we brought in several new players that also had an experience in, def uh, in certain, uh, whether it be technique or whether it be defensive philosophy. Uh, but uh, uh, we, we fundamentally uh, have to 
the word is discipline. The word is discipline. When you, it's real obvious when you look at uh, defense that gives up big plays, big plays. Uh, that is a that's directly to the word in the dictionary called discipline. Now, when he goes over discipline aspect of it, and I'm not trying to beat him up or anything. Shout out to Jerry. We love him. You know, from the moon and back, we love the guy. Uh, but when you're talking about discipline. I'm going to ask you guys in the chat, and I really appreciate you guys for going over the question the last time, uh, but who established who established discipline? Is it the head coach? Is it the offensive coordinator? Is it the defensive coordinator? Is it the assistants? Is it the owner? Is it the general manager? Right? Like Larry22 and, uh, yes, Jess Davis, who established discipline in your house? You know, AC money. Who established discipline in your house, right? You know, that discipline aspect of it got to be established somewhere. Now, when we talk about within the confines of your own dwelling and, and your house or, or if you are a manager of a store, you got to set forth the discipline. It's okay for somebody to make a mistake one time, right? Swaggy YT says the head coach, basically. AC money said, I, I established a discipline, you know, <laughs> AC like, man, when I tell y'all to go to bed, y'all, y'all better be in bed. Right. <laughs> or, you know, when I tell you to cut the light off, the doggone lights need to be off. That's the reality of it. When I tell you to stop running the water or take the trash out, that's what's supposed to happen. Maybe one time you let it slip, right? Trash may come out on a Tuesday and you say, Hey, take the trash out. And you look out there, the trash is still there Wednesday. Maybe you give them a pass. But dog it, the trash man come again on Friday, and it's Saturday, the trash is still there. Who established the discipline? Hmm? Who established that? <laughs> you know, so at this point, the craziest thing of it all is that the bill would still come to me if my establishment of the discipline is not there. What do you mean, law? So if I tell someone that under my house, under my rulings, under my castle, I'm the king of this castle. I'm just trying to speak it in common uh, terms here. If I tell them, cut the lights off, keep them off. Don't run the light on. If you're not in the room, leave the light off. Don't leave it on. But I come to find out that they are on or what have you. Will the energy company come for them? Will the people say, hey, do they have to pay the bill? No, the bill going to come to me. So that is what Jerry Jones needs to know, is that when the discipline aspect is not there, and when you're talking about defense or offense and beyond, when you don't establish the discipline, the level of understanding, okay, these are the consequences that will happen if you go against my demand, then if you never establish it, they're going to run all over you. They, you're going to continue to see the same mistakes over and over and over and over again. That's facts. I wish I could lie to kick it to you guys, but that's not true. If I tell you otherwise and say, you know what, they will eventually catch on. No. But let's listen to more what they have to say. Of uh, doing your assignments. Very good explanation and ownership with – we were talking about that earlier, Jerry. You know, how do you blame or not blame an unprecedented COVID offseason? And, and could that maybe, you know, give Mike Nolan a little bit of a pass that it was something 
unpredictable to overcome. Do, with that said, do you expect Mike Nolan to, to come back? I look at these teams playing today that's going to play this weekend. Now, they managed to figure out how to do it. Okay. All right. We didn't. Right. But they managed to figure out how to get to the playoffs. And there will be one of them that manages to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. There are player, there are teams in the, that are in the playoffs that have new coaches. Facts. All teams uh, had the same time, same limited time in many camps. Uh, we are just out of the gate. We haven't even taken almost the first few steps out of the gate. Hold on, let me stop it right quick. What does it have to do with the price of tea in China? They're asking you, hey, will Mike Nolan come back? He he beating all around the world. <laughs> That's a simple yes or no. Now, I know it's live radio, so you can't really uh, at that point in time be like, nah, he ain't coming back, dog. You know, but it seems like he's setting the table for well, for room of ambiguity, for room of saying, okay, let's just bring him back for another cup of coffee. And to me personally, if this is your house, then it's your house. You make your ruling. I can't get mad at you where you put the coffee table, right? So he should be looking at it like, okay, this is my house. I should look at it like, okay, Mike Nolan, he's my dog. He's going to be back. But he's beating all around the bush, man. Or if he's deciding to get rid of him, why circumvent this with, with all of this McCarthy. story? And uh, his his philosophy and what he can bring to the table. Uh, the, the gates have just jumped open. And so we've got uh, really a great opportunity to take the negatives here. And I'm not, this sounds foolhardily almost, but we need to take these negatives and we need to burn them in uh, ourselves uh, so that we can... Uh, uh, very candidly, fresh, uh, figure out ways to not do what we thought we would do. Uh, Mike, as well as all of us, thought we had some of the best personnel that we've had since I've been with the Dallas Cowboys this year. <laughs> personnel players, some of the very best. Uh, arguably, Mike would tell you some of the best he's ever had. <laughs> the and best. so we've got some work to do, and uh, uh, we will do it. So that sounds like you haven't made a decision yet on the return of Mike Nolan. Should correct? not sound like anything other than uh, there's not but, uh, uh, but one way to face this thing, and that is uh, 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 work, intense work. Uh, forget the people's names that are on the positions. Uh, <laughs> it's just going to take a lot of work. So what's the answer? You know, hey, hey, hey I, I can't put the name to it. So let's not just throw a name and saying we're going to bring back this guy or not bring back this guy. Don't put a name to it. You know, uh, we're going to look at everybody from A to Z. And and it could be Tom Sula, right? It could be uh, hmm, Mark, Mark, Maurice Lindquist, right? You know, it could be one of those guys and not Mike Nolan. Let's not put a name to it. <laughs> and we've got to uh, uh, really uh, uh, people are going to be uh, – uh, just as resolved as we are. That's what makes this game so great. There's a lot of ways to make this thing uh, happen. Uh, uh, you know, our, our stadium is a, I'm going to segue for you, but our stadium is a great example. You know, I think we set, and I'm going to arm wave, but I think we set the world record for attendance <laughs> for a, a venue this year at our stadium. 
Hey, you gonna fire Mike Nolan? Hold, hold, hold on. Let's talk about the grapes and the tomatoes that I grew last summer. And oh, oh, oh. Uh, by the way, hey, don't you guys know that I set the world's record for attendance? <laughs> like, if any of us care about that, like, 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 uh, Alan, do you care about that? Paul, you know, the chat box, global pain. I mean, you know, do you care about setting the record for attendance for the Dallas Cowboys? I don't think there's a soul that's watching me right now care about, hey, we had a lot of people, man. We might not won, but man, we had about 15,000, man, when it's supposed to be only 150. Oh, I'm sorry. I shorted that number. We had 30,000. Don't nobody care about that. I don't care if it was 2 million people at the stadium. If we can't win, I don't care. You know, look, let me know if you guys care. Now, it do care to a certain person because you can count persons times a dollar. And think about this. I think that they were not giving discount prices for those uh, ticket seats or what have you. I think that people were still paying the same amount of money. <laughs> so so now you're talking about money. You're not talking about winning. You know, that's all I'm trying. I'm, I'm not trying to throw the man under the bus, but that's the last thing that you should bring up in the time frame where we watching. You got a multi-billion dollar stadium with the biggest TV monitor in life. And people can sit there and watch other teams play now, right? <laughs> we ain't watching the Cowboys there. We could be watching the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and whoever else they play, right? The Washington team, I guess. We can be sitting back watching the Green Bay Packers, all of those teams. Man, it's crazy. In the world of pandemic. And uh, uh, we uh, did it extremely. Uh, the results were extremely safe maybe uh, at the very top with much less attendance. Uh, my point is that uh, uh, we, we have uh, such a, uh, a great fan base. We have such a great, uh, if you will, uh, football culture uh, in our market. Football culture. Uh, we're in a country that uh, uh, is so uh, uh, interested and involved in the very game that we play. Uh, in all of my time in football, I've never seen it come together that what we do uh, has its rewards. For you guys to lose. Ooh, I'm not going to talk about it. We got four more minutes to go. Kellen to Boise State. What was the sell job, if there was one, that you had to do to him to, to get him to stay here? Money. Well, I think it does speak to, uh, 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 first of all, Kellen. Uh, to have uh, at this juncture in his career to have those kinds of opportunities uh, says tells you a lot. Uh, but I think what is there is uh, what you don't see uh, relative to job openings or, or relative to uh, stats. Uh, he's outstanding. Uh, he's, uh, uh, he's spent his life in coaching. He grew up around the kitchen table, osmosis, uh, but he's osmosis. gifted. Uh, in our particular case, uh, match made right where you want it made. Mike McCarthy, uh, there was no truth, nothing that involved uh, uh, us saying, uh, Mike, when you come in, we want you to consider keeping Kellen. Mike came through the door wanting to see and hoping that Kellen would be able to stay with him. Let me tell you all something, 101. 
if it's true, you don't have to explain it. If it's true, you don't have to explain it. Let me say it again. If it's true, you don't have to explain it. By that being falsehood, he had to say, oh, no, it, it was really, it was really Kellen's more was what was that was the the flame that caught Mike McCarthy's eyes. But for you to go, go out there and just say, OK, nah, 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 nah. you guys got it wrong. You see, Mike McCarthy not only lied about he watched every tape in every film, everything known to man as it relates for the Dallas Cowboys. But he also said, hey, I wanted Kelly Moore, right? You know, come on. Let's be real, Cowboy Nation. We don't have to lie to kick it. Look, Kelly Moore will be the next head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Just watch it. So he was an admirer of Kellen when he came through the door. Uh, they worked like a charm together. Uh, he will give us everything that a top offensive coordinator to do. Intense, intense work ethic. Intense work ethic. Very important. Very important. Very important. You talk about Dak. Uh, does he have even more leverage now, Jerry, in, in these negotiations? I don't know how you could have any more leverage. Uh, uh, Dak has uh, 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 absolutely been a uh, – uh, 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 might be a postcard, picture postcard, so to speak, but uh, his evolving into an NFL quarterback has been nothing short of a, 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 a perfect picture. And uh, he uh, has great uh, uh, ability in my mind to win games. Uh, he's talented. He uh, uh, certainly has uh, experience. Uh, and so he has uh, all the things as substantiated by what we've offered Zach. You know, we you wouldn't. Hey, watch how they catch him in a bind and say, well, he got hit. Now, you saw all of the things that he just obloviated and, and pumped up and embellished and all of this good stuff. He put everything you can imagine on it, right? And watch what they say. Watch what he say about this. And I'm going to put my little piggy up here. Let, 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 me put her, let me put Miss Piggy right there. And if I have to extend the time for the show, I will. I see some more people didn't jump in. But let me let me just hit play right quick. We offered him, Dak, what's been offered him in the past, had you not thought he was very special. And so, yes. uh, you know, the issue is uh, uh, how, do you, how do you come together? And uh, uh, that's no stranger to me. I've been doing it all my life. I got here uh, putting things together, and uh, we've got to get it together. What's up, Ricardo? Appreciate it. Jerry, why is the length of the deal such a big issue? Uh, if if Dak wants to get back to free agency when the money goes up from TV revenue or you guys don't want the deal to be as long, what, why why is the length such a holdup with this? Uh, the, uh, the planning, uh, you guys are well aware that uh, uh, mm. we uh, have uh, a certain amount period that can be uh, paid to players every year. It's a very uh, competitive thing, uh, and uh, uh, it has uh, uh, the longer the term, the more flexibility you've got in any number that you have in a contract. Uh, the uh, uh, planning ahead, the looking ahead, what you can spend, what you can give on a, uh, any other free agent. Uh, your overall uh, uh, planning. It's like the 
amount of uh, uh, time you've got left on your car payments or your house payment or anything else. You've got three years left, you've got one thing. If you've got 15 years left, you usually have uh, less, uh, less payment. Jerry, <laughs> how concerned are you that he just says, okay, you guys can tag me for one more year, and then I'll just be an unrestricted free agent. Why would I not do that if I was Dak Prescott? Again, guys, let's don't let's let's uh, really don't because we don't have uh, uh, enough time uh, almost this month to d discuss this over the radio. But uh, uh, you just get into uh, uh, that boy moonwalking back better than Michael Jackson, better than what Connor Williams did this weekend. He's moonwalking. Boy, he's moonwalking. <laughs> the uh, nuances of uh, uh, we've got to fit uh, uh, potential uh, uh, defense in here. We've got to pay defense. No, <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> pay on this defense who you gotta pay who y'all put down in the chat box who they gotta pay <laughs> hey he put all of the money they paid they just paid Jalen right they paid Jalen all of those coins right now granted Jalen Smith is the highest tackler on the team kudos to Jalen was, was he a ever a difference maker let's just be let's just call a spade a spade since Jalen Smith was drafted, was he ever a difference maker? Can you name me a multitude of games that he impacted so much that he won the game? I think that the only game that I can recall was that Tampa Bay Buccaneers game when number 94 strip sacked him and the ball was on the ground and Jalen picked it up and ran to the touchdown. I, I think that was a great one for Jalen. But but outside of that, maybe there was a 49ers game a couple of years ago when he came in through the A gap and, and just blew up the quarterback for crying out loud. But those are the only two moments. But he paid Jalen, right? Then he in, in circumvented, he paid D-Law, right? Shout out to D Law. We love D Law. You know, you know he does what he can do out there. But he's at one of these situations where he's an elite rush stopper, right? Not not a pass rusher, right? So he can stop the run. But who do he got to pay on the defense? I want to know, Cowboy Nation. Like, not not Newt, not Newt. Who we got to pay? <laughs> uh, look, let me say this. Uh, let me see. I'm gonna read some of your comments because I want to know. Jalen needs a contract uh, restructure, okay? Saints game, Alvin Kamara hit. Mm, well, he put Alvin Kamara out, but shout-out to Jordan Lewis on that game. Jordan Lewis was a dog in that game. But I, I can give you some credit for, for Jalen on that game if we want to just give him a cookie for that. Uh, God Imperial, appreciate you, man. He says Earl Thomas, yeah. Sean Lee, the coach, uh, yeah, we'll figure it out. But even Sean Lee – he will have to go through some growing pains, right? Uh, Anthony Brown is out. Nah, they got a futures contract on him unless they're going to do something crazy about it. Uh, pray, paying swiper and the head butters. <laughs> Lewis fell down, law. Which, well, he fell down this year, but the year that we're talking about, the year that we beat the Saints, 
uh, that that one game they put Jordan Lewis as the uh, quote unquote linebacker spy for Alvin Kamara, and he did a great job that game. And also that game, believe it or not, it was the Byron Jones of the world who shut down Michael Thomas. But that's a story of a different day. That is absolutely a story of a different day. Uh, and, and I know, I know for sure that Randy Giddow Gregory is not going to ask for a King's ransom. And uh, Alden Smith, maybe you can think about paying that brother, but you better pay the person who built the way. <laughs> uh, we've got to pay uh, additional defense this year. <laughs> and uh, any dollar that goes there doesn't go toward another player. On Sunday night, this was a big issue. Uh, the Eagles pulling Jalen Hurts in the middle of the game. Uh, you know, I know, you know, Ben Roethlisberger didn't start, so the Browns got basically uh, an easier road, if you want to call it that. Does the league have a, a, an issue, an integrity issue, in these final weeks where, you know, something like that with the Eagles happens and and they take issue with it and they they potentially what do you think about it. Hey, this is the greatest classification that Jerry Jones is 1,000% team tank guy. When you listen to his explanation, he gives up. Uh, he gives a great analogy or reference to uh, why it's good for a team trying to lose or what have you. Just listen to it, and I'm not going to stop it. I'm going to just try to play it all the way through. I'm playing my homes in Kansas City. Right. That's it. <laughs> uh, I've been I've been in on discussion of this. I served uh, almost ten years on the competition committee, and I've been in probably ever about ninety nine percent of the ownership meetings over the last thirty years. And I've had a lot of discussions and seen a lot of discussions on this matter. Um, uh, what if you're sitting there, been getting killed by uh, uh, New England all these years, and you have a chance to uh, uh, keep them from going to the playoffs? And you're a direct competitor in the same, almost the same market. You want to help New England win another one? <laughs> so my point is, what are all of these nuances? Now, now, just let me say this: uh, we we must and should uh, have games that uh, uh, have reasons to uh, compete and win. And uh, that's, uh, you know, when we construct. Plays, the one for two, uh, extra point, kickoffs, all of that. Uh, we we uh, are keenly aware that it uh, that the game must be competitive and at all times not only have an exciting play, uh, but have a game that actually has consequences. And you try to get all of those nuances in there. When have we seen that player? Uh, stop right before the goal line and sit down rather than scoring at the end of the game, not to give the ball back. We buy into that. We buy into the running back stopping before the goal line and squatting so that we can uh, not give the team the other ball because they might come back and beat you with a touchdown. We buy that strategy. So what you're getting into is the strategies of working for your position to do what? Get to the playoffs. And in this particular case, uh, I assume they wanted to see a few snaps from that uh, tall quarterback they had and uh, or apparently was uh, has had some background in it. Uh, but I really don't know the nuances there. Now, I'm sounding like I'm supportive. I paused it. What do that sound like to you all? Hmm? That he is pretty much agreeing. And I know that he's trying to 
you know, put the lipstick back on the pig when he said, hey, I'm sounding like I'm supporting, but I'm just trying to speak facts. I guess that's what he's going to say at the end. My thing is, Cowboy Nation, if he's on the competition committee, he should be firecracker hot, you know, red hot. It's just so hot about the whole situation about, hey, this team supposedly is doing it blatantly. You know, you don't pose – like, it was one thing to tank, tank. Like, it would have been another story if Sudfield was out there quarter one, quarter two. But you guys do know that the loss falls on the quarterback, whoever was starting, right? You know, <laughs> it's crazy. And – and and I can only imagine how Giants fans feel right about now, right? You know, they probably looking at it like, well, they should have took care of business when they played the team, right? And they wouldn't have to worry about this. But collectively speaking, as a collective, we can look back at this thing and say, man, Jerry should have should not even spoke on this topic. He should have said, man, hey, I, that's something to do with Eagles. I'm just trying to worry about trying to get my team right for the off season so we can get to the playoff next year, so we can be in that situation. Uh, I'm, I'm really not. I'm, I'm just saying there are times in pro football that the strategies of what happened does not uh, reconcile with the competitiveness of the play. We as a league for the last 30 years that I've been involved have tried to make those reconcile every place we can yeah. and not divert from a non-competitive situation that is, in effect, a competitive situation on another side of the team management. We agree with you. Jerry, last one. We ask it every year after a tough season like this. Oh, it's actually yeah. a... Uh, listener reaction to what you were talking about you earlier mad, with the right. attendance numbers and all that stuff. What do you say to the Cowboy fans who say Jerry Jones cares more about the attendance, more about the brand, more about the ratings over the actual wins and the championships here with the Cowboys? Well, first of all, uh, I care tremendous about the viewership, and I care tremendous about the attendance at the stadium. Start talking about uh, uh, I care tremendous about the attendance at training camp and the crowds that watch us practice of uh, fans and the promotion of the team is the promotion of the franchise and that creates interest and then consequently that begets uh, enthusiasm by uh, networks it causes eyeballs to be on you with television. And so I'm, I'm unabashed. I work every way known to man to have the Cowboys to stay relevant and interesting. Where the misnomer is that I care any more or less about that than I do making a first down. That's where it goes away, and that's just not right. Uh, of every chance that I'm given an opportunity to trade dollars, or if you will, to trade a issue of visibility or an issue of uh, promotion. Every chance that I give a chance, I go for the first down. Every chance. I'll go all the way back to when I bought the team. That was the most money that had ever come out of anybody's pocket to get into sport. And I somehow, God willing, I got in a spot to do it and I gave every damn bit of it up 
We don't care. We don't care. Look. I, look, we don't care how much money you gave up to get to buy this team. We were fans of this team before you came aboard. Granted, you got a chance to win three Super Bowls. Granted, you had a phenomenal coach, a phenomenal leader, a phenomenal person named Jimmy Johnson. Y'all, I guess two alpha males that couldn't get along, right? And I'm not going to go back and forth whether or not he fired Jimmy or Jimmy walked away from the job regardless. They need to reconcile that type of situation. And you refuse to put the brother in the ring of honor. Let that sink in. You got players that he coached in the ring but you don't have Jimmy Johnson in the ring of honor, right? <laughs> you made it to the Hall of Fame before Jimmy Johnson. Man, this stuff is too good for me to close it out for tonight. Man, this, I, I wish I would have played the full interview because I'm listening to most of it now. I guess he would never understand it, right? He don't get it. You... <laughs> You made the Hall of Fame before Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> you, you guys are two peas in a pot, basically. Think about this. Let, let this sink in. They said it would never work. It would not happen hiring a college coach, right? A first-timer coach in the pros. And, and let, me just, let me just erase this thing right quick. Give me a few seconds, Cowboy Nation. Bam, it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> If egos were not in the way, I promise you guys that in 1994, we would have won. We would have beat the San Francisco 49ers. In 95, of course, we would have won there. And then in 96, it wouldn't have been nobody else. It would have been us again. The philosophy and the scheme and everything was working. Matter of fact, point example, Jimmy Johnson took a couple of years off, right? And then the Dolphins called him. Dolphins called him back up. He had his mojo pretty much gone at that point. But don't you guys know that when Jimmy Johnson, even when he went back to the coaching in the NFL, taking a couple of years off or however long he took off, he never had a losing season? <laughs> Matter of fact, I believe that we are tied. Tied isn't tied, you know, isn't both even at the amount of playoff wins since that time frame. Jamie Johnson in those four years still had two playoff wins. <laughs> Don't you know that we still just have two playoff wins since Jamie Johnson left? Well, since the '94, since the Super Bowl of uh, Braver Switzer, <laughs> I think that's how many Super Bowls. That's how many playoff games we won, right? Is it two or three? Could be three. I could be wrong. Could be three. How many playoff? How many not playoffs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many playoff games have we won since 1995, the 96 season, what have you? Is it two or is it three? Albert Smith, man, aficionado, man, he says facts, law is two. We have the exact same playoff. <laughs> if Jimmy Johnson went to a whole nother team, <laughs> 
That, that's the craziest thing. Oh, it's three. So we got one more player. I think it's three. Yeah, yeah. Can you post the teams that we won? I know, I know the Eagles are one of them, right? And I do know that um, the, the Seattle Sea Chickens are another. What's that? Thir- what's the other team? What's the other team that we beat? I know the Eagles are one, and I know the uh, Seattle Seahawks are the other. Yeah. The Lions. Okay, yeah, yeah, 2014. <sighs> so the Lions, we beat the Lions, the Eagles, and the Seattle Seahawks within the last 26 years. That's not <laughs> – let me see if he got any more things to say. Buy the Cowboys because I'd rather have had that than the money. Oh, he crying, crying. Oh, my goodness. Oh, he cried. <laughs> no, you don't have the lie to kick it, man. Look, you're 79, close to 80, 82, 81, however old you are. Chill, man. I, I posted on my Twitter, I'm getting too old for this, you know, uh, on my Twitter. That's what Jerry Jones should say. At this point, I don't think that nobody's going to be shedding tears. I don't think Brandon, Rue Glock, my dog, Joy Taylor, Joe Taylor. <laughs> I said Joe. I'm thinking of Joe, I guess. Joe Taylor, Flo's Infinite. I don't think that we will be crying for Jerry Jones right now unless something else happened. But we, we, we don't have no sympathy for that. <laughs> oh, my goodness, man. The brother's crying over here, man. Let me see if I can play it back just a little bit. And I'm not laughing at his misery. I mean, Johnny Walker Blue will be good right about now. Uh, let me see. And I gave every damn bit of it up to buy the Cowboys. Because I'd rather have had that than the money. <sighs> All right. I ain't going to laugh at the man. Jerry, step down, please. Jerry Jones, another season with us right here on the home of America's team. You gave us a... They cut the commercial break, I tell you. <laughs> Dog, if you say you'd rather have that than to have the money, cut Law Nation to check right play. <laughs> all he got to do, man, you know, all he got to do is just look at this thing and say, you know what, I... I can't do it. And I know that that's a hard thing to say. That's the toughest pill to swallow when you got all of that pride. It's just like going up to Jimmy Johnson, shaking the man's hand, saying congratulations on becoming a Hall of Fame, part of the fraternity. Here's your yellow or gold jacket or what have you. And and, and it's so hard. It's so hard, right? I got to put it like that. For him to say, hey, man, your name belongs in that ring of honor. Your name belongs to all of the fans that support you over the years to go back to the stadium to look up and say, hey, that's my coach right there, Jimmy Johnson. See, I didn't get a chance to have the glory of the glory years of, of, of being there for all of the years of, of Tom Landry. But I'm quite sure for those who really have those sentiments and the love and adulations towards Tom Landry, it's a wonderful thing to go up there and look and say, man, Look at that hat right there. That's my coach. Man, that's my guy. Man, that's the guy that started me out on learning football. And I love football. 
And I, when I go and I can show my kids, kids, man, you see that hat right there? That means everything for this organization and franchise. You see, people that's born in the 80s, in the 90s, we can't go up to the stadium and say, hey, you see Jimmy Johnson? You know, man, that, that guy changed our lives, man, because of the way his philosophy and the way he taught and then the way he was able to motivate and elevate these players, right? Karma is up. You know, you know what? Y'all can fill it in the comment box. <laughs> yeah, the chat is jumping. Boy, boy, we got no sleep nation around here, man. <laughs> Let me get the pig out the way. But um Jerry, we 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 really we really don't care about your tears, man. I, I wish that I could have show some sympathy and empathy for it. But dog it, you can get on a helipad, fly all around the world, you can get on a yacht for crying out loud. And, and and sail all across the world from here to Alaska where it's cold, colder than polar bear nuts. We can, we can see you doing those things, right? But we don't have that longitude and latitude because when we lose, there's a guy named Stephen A. Smith, Skip Bayless, Shay Sharp, everybody co-worker, mama, uncle, cousin, Tupac, and Biggie, they all pointing fingers at us. They laughing at us saying, how, how dare you? We're like, like we walk around with the star and it's a laughing symbol, right? We walk around with the, with the helmet, with the star, with, with any Dallas Cowboys apparel. It's a laughing signal. Uh, it's a laughing, laughing symbol. I can't talk tonight. It's a laughing symbol now. Look, whenever we lose, we, we, we get out, we, we, we get out, uh, we pull out our phones and there's thousands of messages saying, how about them Cowboys? It's embarrassing at <laughs> the things that we do. Look, we, we, we say about players, we don't want to bring this player to the, to the thing because it's about chemistry. Or we don't want to pay this guy. We paid everybody around, <laughs> we paid everybody around him but the quarterback. And now you got to pay the quarterback twice or three times more than what he's originally the value was, right, or is, or what have you. And I know I'm going to hit a lot of people in the head and say, nah, law, you got to pay him the $40 million. But I was beating the table when he was $22 million, $25 million. I was saying pay him then. <laughs> now it's $40 million. And, and we at the mercy seat of it, we supposed to be like, okay, Jerry, we, 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 we don't want to see you cry. Dog, we was crying then. <laughs> It's just stupid, ain't it right? Cameron, right? Oh my goodness. How come how come he don't love us, Law, in Will's voice? <laughs> Will Smith's voice. He don't, man. He don't. He don't. If he did, if he did, he would listen. If we if we would have been we'd have been all the way around this right about now. Shout out to you, Uncle Charles. Faded star at law. Yeah, shout out to you, Albert Smith. Yeah, faded star. You know, it's 26 years now, Fernando. It was 25 years this year. I, I just really wanted to get beyond 25. I, 25 was like a, a long enough number for us to look at it and say, all right, it ain't going to be 26 years. I just don't want it to be 27. So in closing, as my Uncle Charles would say over there, we got to fix this stuff, man. We got to figure this thing out. Now, I'm not saying that um, got to throw the baby out with the bathwater with uh, Mike McCarthy. 
But my thing is with Mike McCarthy, throughout this whole entire year, we can't really just sit back and say, hmm, what new did he bring to the table? What difference did he bring to the table outside of shutting off everything during training camp where we had to go squint our eyes, jump to the, some, some insider, you know, from Twitter to pull clips and footages. And then we thought week one, week two, we're going to see some new, something new splashes. The only thing that Mike McCarthy brought to the table that's different from Jason Garrett what what was it was the biggest sets of cojones, right? <laughs> and it was at the wrong time most of the time, right? It's like going for it on our side of the field, right? Like fourth and whatever, and we on our side of the 20, let's go for it. Or let's bring in more fake punts and for, more fake field goals and stuff like that. That's all we can say. Going for it on fourth and two. Oh, on fourth and inches, let's punt it. You know, that type of stuff the inverse of what Jason Garrett would have done, right? He That's the only thing. Can somebody else bring out something that he brought to the table? I'm waiting. Uh, look, y- y'all, if y'all can find me five good points, what he brought to the table different from the previous regime, then I'll hush. Just bring me five solids. No, 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 none of that fake stuff. Now, we can look at that Eagles game and say, yes. That was a game where we attacked the cornerbacks. We we went and approached in, in, to that situation. But it could be it's just a situation that that kid just didn't know how to play football, right? <laughs> it's not like that kid, Jaquette, whatever his name is, was was a, was a shutdown corner. I know people scrambling for five things. I, I, I can see them now like, man, let me see these five things, man. Let me look around. Young Wilson, appreciate you for making the donation to help. This is, this is Sparta. Appreciate you so much for making the donation. I'm going to see if the AI is going to speak and pull that up. <laughs> La Happy New Year. When is Nolan getting fired? I thought it would happen already. Waiting hurts us with the draft. We need a DC now to know who we draft. Salute. You ain't lying. You. Crying of pain or guilt. Karma firing two Hof coaches. Worried more about the branding and nostalgia he had nothing to do with building before. Nah, dime for your mind. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate y'all too for making the donation to help elevate the nation. That, that proves, man, that any night, man, the nation, we don't sleep. We looking for answers. We flat out looking for answers. That's just, that, that is exactly what we are doing. We're looking for answers. So what I'm going to do here is, uh, in closing, I really appreciate you all. Um, the, the video is an hour. It's an hour and some change long. And I didn't do any commentary over it. Uh, I, I wanted to be as fair and as balanced as, as possible. Um, and this is every tackle of Jalen Smith. And I'm just going to let that video play. Oh, it's going to premiere. Let me just premiere it. And I'm going to send you guys the link. And this this is me, you know, it took it took forever for me to, uh, to make the video, what have you. But I really appreciate those who, you guys might hear my voice in a few seconds. Let me see if I can get there before it goes there. Give me a few more seconds here. Here we go. Bam. 
There we go. But <clears throat> the reality of it is that we got to figure this thing out. We do. <laughs> we flat out do, Cowboy Nation. I really appreciate everybody for, for tuning in. Uh, the titling of it is Jalen Smith, Every Tackle of the 2020 Season. Um, and, and we're going to watch that thing, and, and we're going to – we're going to parlay up out of here. But I really appreciate each and every last one of you all. Thank everybody for tuning in. Uh, don't forget to hit that like button, share this content. Let a friend, neighbor, foe know where to go when they want to tune in to Cowboy Sports Talk and Beyond. Uh, give me a few seconds. I'm going to have the link ready for you all. Here we go. And uh, we can party and have a party of a party over there. And it's one of those things, Cowboy Nation, where we're going to have to figure this thing out. Jerry. Wipe them tears up, man. You're a grown man. Finna be 80, 81, 82, how old he is. Put, put his age down below. Wipe them tears up, man. Nobody's going to be crying over the money that you spent to buy the team that now you done made racked up over 60 million more than what you bought the team for. It's billion. You're a billionaire. I'm quite, I'm, I shortchange you. you, you your net worth is $8.5 billion. And truth be told, you borrowed $140 million to buy the team. I wish we had that type of credit, right? More, we'll change it to the to the state team. The state, let the state own the team, right? And it, he's 78 years old. Shout out to you, Douglas. Don't want to give the man too many years. So he's 78 years old. We ain't feeling sorry for you, fam. We love you, though. We love you. But we ain't finna be wiping your tears up, man. Man that man that up, man. We don't need an owner out here crying because you didn't spend our millions to make billions. That's been my time. I really thank you all for yours. And remember, you're listening to nothing but the best. Let's go.